1: Was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is.
0: My next prompt What do you think are my green flags?
1: I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly
0: ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try Voice Prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for.
1: Hello, friends. Welcome to this week's episode of Brunch Talk, where we answer your burning dating questions and hopefully eat some brunch along the way.
0: What better way to spend a Sunday? I can't really think of that many others.
1: Someone did remind us that Julie is very much tied to brunch, if you didn't know already. If you've been (sighs) with us since the beginning, you'll know that Julie used to run a company called 500 Brunches, where she'd match people over brunch, and these would be strangers. And it was a great way to meet people IRL. That's actually how we met. Yes,
0: it is. A mutual
1: friend brought me to one of Julie's events, and it was really fun. So when we talk brunch and why this is called Brunch Talk, it has a lot more meaning than just omelets, and tater tots.
0: <laughs> you know that idea started off as a data gap, right? Like the idea of it started off to meet people. I don't think I know. Yeah, it was to meet in real life because I, like others, were frustrated by data gaps and felt like there weren't enough avenues that would bring people, random people, together in adult life. Like in college, you have you know, there's so many parties and ways to meet people. But events in adulthood, you go and you talk. To zero people. So mm-hmm. that was the whole premise. And then when I talked to another friend that I used to work with, he was like, why don't we just make it broader? And also when you lose the dating context, it becomes more organic because, you know, it would have been really freaking weird to be like a singles brunch.
1: <laughs> but you did meet your ex that way. So it did work.
0: I did. So it works so that I can shut down shop after that. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm done. Mission solved. It's like Amanda with The League. It's basically like, find myself a boyfriend was the whole premise of it. I'm just kidding. It was really (laughs) nice because obviously it brought, but I think that's actually a really good point though, is like, even if that's your motive going in, the fact that it brought us our connection, which has far exceeded my relationship with him. So you never know when you're dating. And I think that's honestly one of the biggest problems with dating apps is you go in with this laser focused motive. And if someone doesn't fit that, you're quick to dismiss them opposed to, letting the relationships play out and see what comes from it.
1: And this is why we don't want to do dating events or singles events. So many of you have asked if we're going to do them in different cities. It's a big hell no. Not because we don't love you all. (laughs) We'd love to match you all up. But it's really the premise of dating. It just puts this weird context around the event and then it tracks this bad energy. It's just always like strange, awkward energy. And then everybody's in there looking for the love of their life when they could really just be meeting cool people so no we're not doing singles events but we will do meetups without the dating context
0: yes well now that we yes reminisced about the past let's get into our question
1: questions (laughs) Here's the question. How do I stop stalking my ex on social media?
0: Ooh, okay, and more context. My ex got a new partner and I feel like I'm turning into the crazy ex because I look at her social media and compare myself to her. I keep thinking, why her? What does he see in her? I also found myself secretly hoping they break up. Any advice on how to stop doing this? I know it's not healthy and wanna stop going down this path.
1: This is exactly why I virtually murdered my exes okay for this temptation to look at their social media i've definitely been there so let's just start there what you're doing is not wrong don't be too hard on yourself we've all been there curiosity gets to the best of us and then you go down this dark rabbit hole of who are they seeing who's now in their life why Mm -hmm. is this person better than me how can i be better than this person etc etc as long as you know that this is what you're doing that's step number one i think the next step is to carve out time to do this. And there are later steps and we'll go into them, but I think the easiest way is to carve out time and say, I'm only gonna give myself Tuesday nights at 7.30 for 10 minutes to
0: do this. Yeah, five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was like five minutes, you're like 10 minutes, but maybe eight minutes, we can be in the middle. <laughs> eight minutes of stocking every <laughs> on Tuesdays only. <laughs> that sounds like a good plan. But I think with this case, it sounds like you know I would say agree like if social media is too tempting. Unfollow your ex, delete them, whatever you need to do. It's not petty. It's putting yourself first. In this case, it sounds like you've now moved on to the girlfriend's social media, which could be someone you're probably not even Mm -hmm. friends with, but you're looking at public profiles. So that's where it gets hard. It's not as simple as just even unfollowing. I think it's like you actively going. It's not even being shown in the feed. Honestly, if you need to, take a social media break entirely. If that's going to help you. Again, not petty, not like, I don't want to give them the last word. I don't want to let them win. You're putting yourself first. Do what works for you to keep your sanity.
1: Yes, putting yourself first. That is just at the forefront of what we should be doing when we're trying to get over an ex. And I love this book, Atomic Habits, because it shows you not only how to get rid of old habits, but how to create new habits. And one way to do that is to pair what you're doing with something you really hate doing. For example, if you absolutely hate doing the dishes, every time you go on your ex's social media, you have to go do the dishes. <laughs> so then you start associating the two. And before you know it, you're going to have a negative association with this habit and it'll hopefully change your behavior. There's certain things I hate eating. There's something I really do not like eating. I compare pair that with this as well. Think of just something you really hate doing or you put off doing and make yourself do it right after you go on your ex's social.
0: I want to make a comment about one thing that was said is that this person is better than me. And what do they have that I don't have? It's so easy to look at dating this way in terms of validation that it's personal, that you're deeply flawed if it didn't work out. The reality is for whatever reason, you two are not a match. Doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. Also, one, this person just might be a better match for them. There's that possibility. The second piece is you are not seeing 99.9% on social media. It is a highlight reel. They are not posting their fight they got into. They are not posting, you know, the issues that are presenting themselves. So it's so easy to look at social media and think people have the perfect life or the perfect setup or they are perfect. You're not seeing any of the flaws, any of the challenges, any of the pain points. So I think the more you can remind yourself social media is not reality.
1: I like this framework of thinking it's not that you are more or less than this next person. It's just that you are not a fit for this ex. And we can't argue with that. We say there's a lid for every pot. You're just that lid that does not fit that pot. And maybe this lid does fit that pot. It doesn't even matter at this point because you're not trying to get on that pot. I think (laughs) the the reframe of thinking, comparing yourself to this new person, it's a very dangerous place to be because you're always going to be finding evidence. And we know our brains can really spiral in that way. So maybe when you find yourself spiraling and comparing yourself to this new person, get out a notebook or get out your notes app and start just texting yourself, hey, self, just to let you know, I'm doing this comparison thing again. I know this is not the most logical thing to do. And just start talking to yourself like you would to a friend because your friend would tell you this is not a very safe place to be. And I want to get you out of this spiral.
0: I do want to do a quick sidebar that my partner has pointed out that we do say a lid for every pot quite a bit on this podcast. Oh, yeah. And I think it is a statement that we do like. (laughs) There is a lid for every pot. We will continue to go by that.
1: I met someone the other day and he's like, you know, there's a cover for every pot. And I said, no. It's a lid, okay? It's not a cover. You do not it's have, have a lid. it right.
0: <laughs> Anyways, that was a quick sidebar. Back to the good stuff. I think another piece of this too is to give yourself some grace that everyone does this. Again, the fact that you can recognize that this is unhealthy, this is not a path you want to keep going on is really good. You know, we talked about kind of reprimanding yourself with punishment, doing the dishes or whatever, but also how can you be like, okay, I'm not going to sit and look at Instagram for 30 minutes. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to do something that helps me, puts me back in the power seat. Like, I am the most important person here, not my ex, not this random person they're dating. Like, how do we start to kind of have the self-confidence to say, like, I matter more than this?
1: I like that. It's more of a positive association. So maybe try this, is that for every one minute you spend on your ex's social media or their new person's social media, you spend a minute doing something nice for yourself, some sort of pampering or donating to a charity. There is this rule in spending that, helps people curb their spending which is like you splurge on a thing and then you use the same amount and you donate it to somewhere so that next time you take the guilt out of the spending i think we could do the same thing here Mm -hmm. do that one-to-one one one minute with the x and then one minute doing something good for yourself
0: So have you done this before, UA? Because I certainly have. And I've gotten deep down rabbit holes of the pages of this person. I'm like on their mother's page, their father's page, their best friend's <laughs> page. And you have to like rein yourself in and just be like, what am I doing? Like, is this a good use of my time? But the irony is there's been a few of these that I've actually like met in person after the fact, so like long after when I was over it. And just the their social media persona did not match who they were in real life. So we have to remember that we are just seeing this snapshot. Probably if someone looked at us, they would think that we maybe had it more together than we really do. When I say we, it's like all of the people listening to this that might be on the reverse. So we do need to just keep some perspective of what social media is.
1: It has been a good litmus test for me to see if my feelings have really gone away for this person person. Mm -hmm. So now I still do this. I still stalk some of my exes, even though I've murdered them, like I said, but I can still find them on social media. And if I see them with someone and they're married they've got kids and I feel like good for him, I'm so happy for him that he found someone, then I know I'm in a good place myself. But if I go on their profiles and I get in that comparison mode or I get envious, then I know I'm not in a good place myself. Maybe it has nothing to do with the ex. It's actually where you are in your life right now. So that's a good way to step back and say, maybe I'm just not in a place I want to be. It has nothing to do with this person. How can I get myself to be in that
0: place that I ideally want to be? A hundred percent. I bet if you had the partner of your dreams, you wouldn't care at all about your ex and their partner. No. We need to stop looking at it like competition. You know, I feel like bad movies and TV shows like have drilled in, like you need to be the one that meets someone first and then you are the one with all the power and you're the one that's more just, it's not true. Yeah. <laughs> it's not true at all. Like, it's better for you to take the time to heal than to rush into something and just have that blow up. And maybe your ex did find someone that they felt was a better match for them. But also, they could just be suppressing feelings and just don't want to be lonely. So there's so many reasons why people jump into relationships. And it's hard to know from social media the entire backstory. Near impossible.
1: Maybe that's a major lesson here is whatever you see on social media, treat them like so celebrities. They're not people you really know. These lives you're not intimately involved with. Same with your ex. Same with your friends. Hell, same with your next door neighbor. What you're looking at on social media is such a glossy painted picture of their real lives. And if you really got behind the doors of what they're living day to day, it would not affect you in this way. So maybe you can just treat social media, especially when you grow in your ex's profiles, like, hey, here's a celebrity I've been following. Let's see what
0: they're up to. And then You can create a little distance. Or think of the thing that irked you the most about your ex and imagine that's what they're dealing with right now. Yes. (laughs) If we're letting our imaginations run wild of all the positive things, we can also bring in the negative things. That's why I think this is kind of unrelated to stalking, but like anytime you break up, keeping a list of what wasn't the right match for you is just as important because we tend to have rose colored glasses and only remember the high points. So if social media is just enforcing those high points, Points, we need to also remember what low points they might be in. Maybe they were super moody and, you know, shut down when you were having conversations. Remember that. Imagine she's going through that right now.
1: Oh, that poor woman. poor woman. She has to go through so much. Just don't reach out to her. I actually thought about that at some point. I was like, I just want to reach out to her and warn her what she's getting herself into. It doesn't really matter. But I also think about you being on the other end of this scenario. You being the new girl in the picture or the new person in the picture and having the ex stalk you, what would you want to say to the ex at this point, right? If you being the new person, I think like if I'm the new person, I've actually had my ex, current people accidentally like my post. Yeah. And I just thought I had like a moment of fantasizing of saying, if I saw her, what would I say to her? And I would probably say something like, I'm sorry, it didn't work out with you guys. I do think we're a better match, but I don't think I'm better than you. I
0: thank you for releasing him to me. Right. I mean, she's like remarried, right? So it's like she found someone. Yeah. That's a good match. And even if you haven't found that person right now, eventually you will. So again, it's not a you're better than than, they're better than, none of that situation. If you are going to time box your stalking like we talked about earlier, make sure you don't like. That's all I can say.
1: (laughs) Wait, Julie, what is like the worst stalking situation you've ever been in when it comes to stalking the ex? What's like the deepest you've ever gone?
0: Oh, I mean, I've definitely gone to like other people's pages that are related. And if I haven't done this, thank goodness. But If I liked one of their photos, that would be mortifying. But every time (laughs) I'm I'm like on even their page. I'm like, do not like, do not like, because that is terrifying. Like they just get this random person that they maybe don't even know who you are at this point. That would be so embarrassing, I think. And then they look up and they see there's a connection, or they ask their current partner. That would be so mortifying. I mean, I definitely like deep liked people's photos, not necessarily an ex's new partner, but like a person that I had like a situationship, friends with benefits, and that was pretty embarrassing was clear I was going <laughs> way back and stocking them so <laughs> If you're going to do the stalking, take some precautions. That's all I can say. Don't multitask and stalk.
1: What is your stance on deleting your old photos with exes on social media once you're in a new relationship?
0: I've thought about this before. I'm mixed on it. I think if it's going to bother you, then by all means, delete them. I think at the end of the day, you are the most important person here. Whatever is going to help you in your like recovery and moving forward, that's what you got to do. The other side, though, is if they don't trigger you, I don't love like deleting memories of the past. So I personally have them up. That being said, I've been fortunate to not date anyone that's really deep in social media. Most of my my current partner, my exes, none of them have any social media. So I've been very lucky that this isn't really something that I have to deal with. But if they were very active on social media, I may have a totally different stance. What about you?
1: So I had a friend who just started dating this guy and we went on his social media and he still had, he was engaged. So he still had a ton of photos with this previous woman, like a ton of them because they were engaged, but they were pretty far into their relationship, like three to four months. So she was very confused about whether she should confront him and ask him why he still has the photos up. I do think some people are just not as active on social media and don't think that way. So maybe they're just like, I don't need to deal with this. But I think there's a level of respect for your current person. I don't think you need to delete all your old photos. But what I discover you can do on Instagram is you can archive them. It's oh, not they're deleted. Good. It's just that's like, good. you can see them. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's just other people
1: can't see them. And that's okay. I think that's
0: perfect because you're not removing the memory. But I do think there is like a level of respect for the new person person that you're not stuck in the past either. So I'm all for the archive. And I think it just comes down to like the volume of them. When I have, I currently have maybe like three or four photos of my ex, cause I wasn't, I just didn't use Instagram that much back then. So I didn't have that many in general. So I don't, and my current partner doesn't use Instagram. So I think it's like, you got to take in situationally what this actually means. Will this offend someone? Does it feel like you haven't moved on from a past life? All that I think is a factor.
1: What a weird generation for us to be growing up in.
0: It is weird.
1: <laughs> Everything is chronicled online.
0: Like back in the day you broke up, you never saw them again. Maybe you ran into them somewhere. Here, you can find someone in a second, regardless. Like you can find them on their digital footprint. It's easy to know semi what they're doing at all times, especially if there's someone that is active on social media, but not a real picture.
1: <laughs> it's definitely not a real picture. The people we date today, we make jobs judgments about them before we even indulge in a relationship with them because they have this online footprint that we can always reference. Oh,
0: totally. But back
1: in the day, like you could have killed someone (laughs) and nobody would have known and you're still back out there dating. You know?
0: (laughs) So UA and I, we've alluded to this. We are doing a secret project right now and we're talking to a lot of daters and it's mind blowing to me how many of them keep in touch through Instagram. Even if they went on one date, they're now following each other on Instagram. Instagram, And I feel like there is in one way, it's nice that you're like, you know, having a friendly vibe. But then the other it's just setting yourself up if you do get feelings for someone to be in this pithole that we're talking about now of just seeing what's happening in their life after you're out of their life.
1: I realize there are like three layers of friendship or relationships. There's like the real life IRL, the people yes. you actually see in person. There's the people in the metaverse, so (laughs) playing games with people you never met. They're just an avatar. (laughs) And then there's this purgatory stage of people you had relationships with in the past or friendships and then you dump them into this virtual graveyard where you still like kind of like each other's (laughs) shit, but you're not seeing each other anymore. I think that is the purgatory part is the weirdest stage to be because even the people we talked to, Julie, they were like, oh, we're still friends. No, no, you're you're not.
0: (laughs) I mean, this isn't like helping my personal Instagram, but that will not be the one I publicly put anyways. But I got rid of people that I do not have like an in person connection with, which is dropping your follower count. So I guess it just depends what you're going for, right? But it is definitely a weird world that we're in today that it's so easy to get sucked into what your ex or this past person you are dating is doing and who they are doing it with. And it's easy to make these assumptions. It's easy to feel bad. So remember that, you know, this is a trap. Social media is a trap. It's set up this way. So again, no shame in the stalking, but how do you curb it in a way knowing what you know?
1: And know that we're here to support you. If you need to send us a DM and say, I'm going down the X rabbit hole, (laughs) we will try to stop you in your tracks so we can support you in that. If we can support you in answering other brunch talk questions, please send those our way. You can email hello at datablepodcast.com or DM us at datablepodcast on Instagram. And on Instagram, if you are (laughs) friends with us on Instagram, you are a real friend. OK, you're not a fake friend. You are a real friend and we authentically engage <laughs> with you. It's not a bot. OK, so don't get worried. You can DM us anytime because we do read those.
0: Awesome. OK, <laughs> we'll see you next week on Brunch Talk.
1: Bye. The Dateable Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter with the handle at Datable Podcasts.